Well, thank you very much. And once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Mon speaking. Our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. Uh, at this particular time, let's, uh, let me just take you right down to the sea again. Can I do that? Matthew chapter 4, all the way down to verse 18. And we're going to find ourselves here by the Sea of Galilee. I hope we're catching you just right. If ever we can be of any help or blessing to you, we're as close as that old keyboard. It's just that F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Uh, leave us uh, sort of a little note there, if you will, and uh, it'll just be exciting hearing from you. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 18, 19, 20, 21 here quickly. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship, with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them, and they immediately left their ship and their father and followed him. Isn't that a good story? It's be what we call a good, a good fish story. All right, our Savior now has left Nazareth, we think about in Jerusalem, and now appears in Galilee for some reason. His ministry is starting. He needs disciples. He needs preachers, those who will be witnesses of his power. This call came to what I would call an unusual group of men. From where were they called? Verse 18, the Sea of Galilee. What is he doing walking the shores of Galilee, of all the seas in the world? Why did he pick this one? Just a small one, by the way, 13 miles long and about seven miles wide. Why didn't he go to Herod's court for the noble and the mighty? Why not to Jerusalem, to the chief priest, what we would call men of the book, men of the cloth, men of renowned abilities and religion, the Sea of Galilee? I'll be honest with you, just a common place. Sometimes that's where he's looking for laborers. Who were these men? All right, Andrew, Peter, James, and John, a pair of brothers. These were John's followers who had confessed Christ prior. They were fishermen. They were poor. They were unlearned, in the sense not a product of books. These were men of labor, accustomed to hardship, maybe good ground to cultivate, simple, hardworking men, commonplace simple people. What was the call? To follow Christ. What was the result of the call? Verse 20. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. What were these men doing? That's the thought for this week. All right. Verse 18. We have Andrew and Peter. They were casting a net to the sea. They were still fishing. But we have James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father. And it says here, we've made reference to this before, but let's see if we can put some depth to it. The Bible says they were mending their nets, and he called them mending their nets. All right, and we find easily application with, uh, with Andrew and Peter. Uh, they were fishing, and so Jesus is going to call them, in the sense of instead of fishing for fish, to fish for men. But uh, James and John were doing something a little different. They were in the ship mending their nets. In other words, they took great pains 
to repair the damaged areas. And I want to talk about that this week. I want to talk about the importance of the mending business. In fact, I'll be just honest with you. I'm of this opinion. If these men had not been actively involved in their work, I do not ever believe they would have gotten the call, especially in the sense of these in verse 21. It says they were mending their nets. Satan is real. My friend, he's out to tear holes in our lives. And as far as Christianity is concerned, Christianity is basically, some have said it's lost its power. I don't believe that's necessarily true. The gospel has not lost its power. But those of us who are representing it, my friend, our lives are full of holes. And my friend, it's causing us to take and suffer loss. We'll be talking this week about the mending business. Until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.